Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Fortifying Kings episode. This is your boy, Mr. Professor. If you are tuning in for the very first time, I'd like to welcome you. We're so glad to have you on board. I encourage you to go back and listen to the previous episodes from the other Fortifying Kings. They're on fire with God, I promise you. Without further ado, let's go ahead and um, get started. Dear God, we thank you for this time that you've set aside for us to just um, build each other up, Father God, and offer each other encouraging words. Father God, we thank you for how you uh, you constantly um, want for us, Father God. You constantly draw us closer uh, to you, Father God, as you are faithful enough to protect us, Father God. You're faithful enough to uh, see about us and meet us um, and our needs where exactly where we are. We thank you for your love, your mercy, your grace, and everything that you provided for us, Father God. So we ask that the word that uh, goes forth on tonight, um, we ask that it just it settles in someone's heart, settles in someone's mind, Father God, that you can bring it out in the time of need. And these things we ask in the name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Alrighty, we're going to get right into it. We're talking about pressing on um, as far as battlefield. The, oh, I'm sorry, the battleground goes. Um, in my mind, when I hear the word the battleground, um, I, for some reason, I, I feel like I don't want to be. I don't want to be in that situation. That's just when I hear those words. I just immediately feel uh, constraint. I I feel um, a little bit of confusion. I feel like it places me, places me in an area where um, it's going to cause for me to to make a move. You know, um, if you've ever been on the battlefield or in, in those type of situations, you know, it's custom practices to keep your head on a swivel, right? So, um, and then even more so, um, um, you got to press on, um, especially if you want to get out of the battlefield. If you want to, um, you know, move on, you, you got to be able to press press on. Um, and my little words of encouragement, we're going to um, look at three... Um, members here in the in the word um, and if you know me I, I've, I've spoken on this before but um, not a lot of people have heard it so I, I'll, I'll just put it out there again um, and it's just as simple as looking at you know a, a small little piece of this uh, these three members um, in the Bible and uh, how we can take that and equate it to our everyday walk in today's time. So, um, before I get to that, talking about pressing on um, and on the battlegrounds, 
for good or for evil, for better or for worse, um, we must press on. When life gives you lemons, right, it's nearly impossible to make lemonade unless you do what? You got to press it, right? Um, the same holds true for other things like um, like if you want to make a diamond, you have to press coal together, right? It takes a certain amount of pressure. And what the pressure does oftentimes um, is it makes something that's quite ordinary. It changes it and makes it extraordinary. So you can kind of put it in your mind that if you're in, in your battlegrounds, if you could press on, press through everything, and make it through that pressure, you'll come out better than than what you went in. Um, and, and that's kind of what we're aiming to do as Fortifying Kings is, is put the pressure on each and every uh, man that, that comes across to this podcast, um, as well as uh, ourselves. You know, put the pressure on each other and build each other. Um, the, the word says iron sharpens iron, right? So, um, yeah, I just... Just a little little nugget for that. Um, but speaking of pressure, the uh, three people in the word that I think had a lot of pressure, and um, they they had to walk through through uh, their battleground, and it was on a display. The first person I, I want to bring up um, is Job. So a lot of people know his stories. You can find it in the Book of Job. <laughs> Um, Job was an individual who God himself, not many people, uh, gets this accolade from God, but God himself said Job was perfect, right? Um, we're talking about a man who made sacrifices even for his son's sin. Um, in verse four of the first chapter, it talks about that. Job was on point. Job was on point. So now, back in this day, uh, the devil was going to and fro, looking at the earth, and God saw his uneasiness, and God asked him, what's up? What's going on? And, you know, the devil's, he he trying to get at somebody. Long story short, and I am paraphrasing. I promise the Bible doesn't sound like this, but (laughs) I am paraphrasing. But the enemy... He, he, he needed some work to do. So God was like, have you tried my servant Job? Have you considered my servant Job? That was said, uh, oh, him over there? Yeah. Yeah, no, you got your hedge of protection around him, and I, I can't touch him. But I promise you, if you take it away, I guarantee you he'll curse you to his face, right? And God said, bet, I'm going to let you have a crack at him, but uh, just don't harm him, Right? So Job's battlefield, boom, his battlegrounds is, is, is right there on display. And through the first chapter, starting at, at the sixth verse, you'll see his first test. And you can go back and, 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 and read through this. Uh, the second chapter of Job, uh, Job has his second test. It, 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 gets, it gets pretty um, tight for Job. He loses a lot of what he has, almost everything of what he has. He, he, he lost 
um, even down to his family. His wife at one point was like, you might as well just curse God and die. And the pressure was on Job. But throughout everything, the Bible records Job didn't sin. Job didn't sin. He humbled himself. He stayed with Christ. He prayed. You know, he did what he was what, what he was supposed to as a man of God. And it's significant to me because, you know, we hear about his um, everything that he went through. But very rarely do people point out the fact that Job was very prepared for what was going on. You know, God wouldn't have allowed Satan to try Job if he wasn't ready. If Job didn't have his stuff squared away, if he wasn't a man of God, if he wasn't walking upright, if he wasn't living right, God probably would have let let the devil pass on by. Now, he, he ain't ready to be tested yet. I'm still working on him. But the fact that Job had everything squared away. He was brought up right. He served the Lord. And he, he continued to do so. God was able to, to, to let Satan test him. And I, I think that's a that's very commendable. Now, someone may say, okay, well, that's, I mean, how does that relate to, to us nowadays? Because Job was, was perfect. Well, I think his story speaks to me more so in the message of, again, pressing on, pressing through. Had Job given up at any point in time during his trials, then God wouldn't have been able to get the glory that he got. Right? So we honor God in our faithfulness and and how we conduct ourselves and how we press on. See, and, and just think about that. If he never, if he would have followed his wife's advice and cursed God and died, if he would have slipped up and fell into sin, then all of that would have been for naught. But see, God, he, he's a God that knows all, sees all. He, he knows Job's worth. And he knows that Job is solidified, sold out 100% for him. So at the end of all his, his tests, God was able to bless him double for his trouble. So that's the first example. My second example um, is none other than Jesus. You know, why, and why not use him for an example? I mean, yeah, that, that's 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 what uh, his story is here for, right? Um, I'd like to focus on the part where Jesus was led up to the wilderness when he went up there to pray, and the devil comes and uh, starts to try to tempt him. Bible talks about how Jesus was tempted in, in the ways that we were, right? And Jesus did something that's very simple, but yet profound. Everything that Jesus spoke was from the Word. That's how he battled Satan. I think nowadays that's so applicable because we we have the full Word. We have the Old and New Testament. You know, um, the Bible, I, I often call it the basic instruction before leaving earth um, b-i-b-l-e we we have this whole book it's it's a reference book a reference book and what we're going through this time here on earth is it's just it's temporary 
it's literally an open book test. And that's what Jesus uh, showed me um, in that in that scenario is the fact that if you got the if you got the answers, use them. The devil can't he, he can't do nothing if 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 you throwing that word at him, he can't touch you. <laughs> You're untouchable. Right? The last um member I want to talk about um as far as pressing on, and then we'll tie it all together. Um as for uh, as far as pressing on in your battleground is Paul. Now Paul, if you want to go to Acts 9, um, you can begin to read his story on uh, how Paul, he, he was a bad man. Paul was a murderer. Um, particularly, he preferred to murder Christians. You know, those of uh, uh, them in the faith. And it came to a point where he, he met Jesus and Jesus spoke to him and you can read that in chapter 9 of Acts Jesus spoke to him and said hey why are you persecuting me right had a, he had a face to face coming to Jesus moment and then um, he ended up getting blinded and uh, it took Ananias to, to come and, and um, help him get his vision back God spoke to him and told uh, Ananias, I need you to go see about this uh, this man named uh, uh, Saul, Paul of Tarsus, Saul. And Ananias knew his track record. He's trying to plead with God like, no, I know this. I know this cat. He he gets off on killing Christians. This is not this can't be the one that you told me to go see about. And God told him, no, he he is my chosen to bring, you know, um, the good, the good news to the Gentiles. So, um, I like Paul's story, um, because Paul's story has a past. Paul's story begins with Saul, but it it ends with Paul. And we, in this day day and time, we recognize this Paul as, as one of the greatest apostles now. And that just speaks to to the fact that if you press on through your battleground, you, you'll you'll reach greatness, especially if you're doing it with God. And God could use anybody. Paul was a full fledged murderer, like he enjoyed it. It wasn't um, it wasn't uh, any any dispute about it. He enjoyed it. That's that's. You could probably dare to say that that was his occupation. <laughs> but, um, yeah, God said no matter, no, no, I'm not looking at, at all that. He is actually who I've chosen to bring the word to the Gentiles. God could use anybody he wants. So if he can use a murderer like Saul and turn him into Paul of Tarsus, what can he do to you? Now, I assume we don't have no um, murderers or serial killers listening. But even if we did, you know, it's kind of a morbid thought. But even if we did, God can still use you. We're talking about being men, um, being kingdom um, men. Talking about making it through your battlegrounds. 
I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you just have to press on. If you uh, turn to Philippians 3.14, let me get it here. It talks about pressing on to the mark of the high calling. Here we go. Um, I'm going to actually start at verse 13. It says, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that God too will make clear to you. I was in NIV. I'm going to read it in King James Version. Philippians 3. Again, starting at verse 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded. And if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal it unto you. Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Talks about pressing towards the mark of the high calling. Don't give up. Don't give up. This is this this is just the beginning of your journey. Here on earth, this this is just it's just a waiting station for eternity. Now, not that our timeline is eternity, but it's the wait before you get to your eternity. Right? And we're on the battleground. This is the battleground. Now, you as a man, us as men, can choose to be on God's side or be against them. I mean, the word says either you be for me or against me, right? Uh, also, let me take you to, um, let me take you to Revelations where... second talks about being hot or cold I liken that into uh, to that same thought either you before God or against him we turn to revelations 315 I'll read it here it says I know thy works that thou Art neither cold nor hot. I would thou were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I shall spew thee out of my mouth. Let me read that in uh, NIV. It says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one. So because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I'm about to spit you out my mouth. And I think. Being, being in that battleground, if, if I can relate it together, 
being in your battleground and you having the knowledge that you need to be with Christ and that Christ longs to be with with you and God longs to have a relationship with you and you know this then we, we got to make that happen. We got to show God that we we are hot for him. We, we got to be on fire for God. Now, you may not know all the word. You may, you got some word in you. You got something to cling to, right? You got something to cling to. I just, I just, in the latter part of the scripture, I would just be, be leery of being lukewarm. You know, saying, "Hey, yeah, I, this sounds good. I, I want to buy it. I want, I, I want to buy this, this, the whole God package. I want to get the Holy Spirit. But you know what? I'm still kind of, I don't know. I got one toe in, one toe out. Um, that, that doesn't look like a promising future. God said, if you can't choose, I'll choose for you. I'm gonna spit you out my mouth. You know, and that makes me think." Like in today's time, as we are as people, we're, we're kind of the same way. If, if you have friends, you want to know, it, it, you look at people, you want to know, are, are you my friend or are, are we going to have some problems? Like the vagueness, the in-between, a lot of people, me as a person, I don't really care for the, the vagueness or in-between. Because at that point, I'm just going to treat you like, you know, you're my enemy. Like if it came to something like that. Because every when you want, what do you want as uh, out of a friend? You want loyalty, right? You want someone you can trust. You want someone who's gonna be there, someone who's gonna, you know, be down for you. And your enemy, you know where they stand too, because you know they directly oppose you. So you ain't gotta talk to them. You can keep it moving, you know. But to have someone in the middle who just don't know. Uh, I mean, that's dangerous for both parties. So I can see why God is like, nah, I'm gonna spit you out of my mouth. If you can't choose, I'll make make my decision for you so you don't have to choose. And I I just think that would be a bad place to be. Um, And as we, as men are in our battleground, we can't let it get to that. You know, I think we we need to become men worth our own salt, especially in today's, time where men and godly men are under attack like we, we we've got to stand up and uh and do a little bit better and i'm speaking for myself um but yeah yeah so uh yeah i i really hope someone was able to grasp grasp something from my, my little words of encouragement Yeah, it's all it's, it's all about bettering each other, and um, when you do that, you better yourself in the process. As long as you keep God first, you may not have all the scriptures to go to. I tell you what, as as you grow in the Lord, He'll bring them to you. The Holy Spirit will begin to imprint them on your heart, to where like the Scripture says, "Hide that word in my heart, that I might not sin against you." And you'll have it. The Holy Spirit will be right there with you. 
right there with you, holding the word and walking with you. And it's that's such a blessing, such a gift to have. And um, man, I just, I just wish that me as a man, I probably would have. Um, and I grew up in the church, but I wish I would have cognitively grasped. You know, um, I fell into the the whole, you know, routine of church, the religion of church. You know, just uh, going four or five times a week, but not really, you know, um, not really knowing why, not really knowing my why. Why am I serving Christ? Um, I didn't really get that until, until my latter years, you know. Um, man, it, it, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. When you know your why, why you serve Christ, why you're walking with him. Telling you, you'll you'll get you'll gain new vision for your battlefield, for your battlegrounds. You'll be able to see the snares and the pitfalls that the enemy has before you. You'll be able to navigate through it with the help of the Holy Spirit, of course. And um, yeah, so men, I just encourage y'all. Um, thank y'all for listening and tuning in to uh, the Fortifying Kings. This is episode four, talking about the battlegrounds. Um, we'll have a lot of a lot of great content to come um, forth here in the near future. Um, some collabs with uh, some uh, some other podcasters. I don't want to drop too much hints, but um, yeah, please stick with us. Um, thank y'all for joining us thus far. Yeah, just hang in there. <laughs> These first few episodes may be uh, a little rough, but it it's it's packed with word, and and that's what we aim to to give you is is word, and you know small advice if we can. Um, so I'm gonna pray us out, and then uh, yeah, dear heavenly Father God, I thank you for just your commissioning and your calling on our lives, Father God, and calling us to stand up, Father God, and do things we're not really comfortable with. You're calling us to press on, press forward, Father God, even if we don't know the direction that we're going, because we, you have provided your Holy Spirit with us, Father God. You have provided comfort, Father God. Father God, you, you're the author and the finisher, Father God. The battle is already fixed. The battle is yours, Father God. And we thank you for that. We thank you for how you have um, brought us on for the ride. And you continue to love on us. You continue to call us uh, towards you, Father God. And, um, man, I just have nothing but joy for for uh, what's to come. Thank you for everyone that, uh, that you are blessed to, to listen in. Yes, ask that your word just, just sit in their hearts and in their minds, Father God, and they'll be able to take something from your scripture, something from this encouraging uh, word, and be able to apply it to their day-to-day lives, Father God, to help them press on, even if it's through one tough decision, one tough day, one tough event, Father God. Let it be so, for, for you'll get the glory, Father God. You'll get the praise, 
us, Father God. We ask that you just protect us even the more and look over our household and build us up, continue to build us up as kings and as men. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.